Welcome back to the Sally in the Zen podcast. I'm your host, Sally, and I'm a Zen Buddhist caregiver. Thank you so much for joining me in my pursuits to find Zen moments in everyday living. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Hope you enjoy the show. If you're not and you're returning, thanks so much for coming back. Now, today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that's actually very near and dear to my heart. It's talking about the reasons why I am a Zen Buddhist caregiver. Now, the Zen Buddhist part just happens to be because I'm Zen Buddhist. I've always been Zen Buddhist. The caregiver part just happened to come into play when Pop had his stroke in 2016. Now, I recently got a question that became the premise of an article that I wrote on Medium, and it's about caregiving, what I'm doing every day with mom and dad. The very question of why am I doing it? Why did I choose to do it? In episode one, I had, generally speaking, laid out my specific reasons of why I was mom and dad's caregiver, but a recent question made me think a little deeper as to could the decision have been based on me being Chinese, me being raised in an environment, in a culture that believed that this was the obligation for a girl. The daughter was expected to have this obligation. It was an expectation. I don't think in my case it was. In today's episode, we're going to talk about that. Now, let me go into the article that I wrote for Medium about this. And the story begins, Recently, someone asked me a question that became a brain teaser that I've been chewing on for a while, and I've yet to land on a rock-solid answer. And that question is, why do I want to take care of my parents? What was it that made me want to do it? Since I'm Chinese, the most common, albeit stereotypical thought is that I've been raised in a, a culture that made that life decision not a life decision, that I'm supposed to take care of them in the end. This expectation actually has a name, and it's known as filial piety. And I looked that word up in Wikipedia for the article, and the definition is a pretty long one, so just bear with me. According to Wiki, filial piety, and I'm probably saying that wrong, in more general terms, it means to be good to one's parents, to take care of one's parents, to engage in good conduct, not just towards parents, but also outside the home, so as to bring a good name to one's parents and ancestors, to show love, respect, and support, display courtesy, to ensure male heirs, yeah, right, uphold fraternity among brothers, wisely advise one's parents, including dissuading them from moral unrighteousness, okay, display sorrow for their sickness and death, to bury them and carry out sacrifices after their death. Okay, that's the end of the, the definition. I'm an American-born Chinese, and I, my initial response to that assessment was, really? If you, see the, if you go to the article, you can see a baby pouting. That was me. I'm not like Dana Scully from X-Files, you know, needing to debunk things. But in this case, I'm compelled to try because is it a Chinese thing to do to take care of the parents or isn't it? Let's start with the basics. According to the April 17, 2019 article titled Caregiver Statistics Demographics by the Family Caregiver Alliance, FCA, National Center on Caregiving. 
a quote from that article. A caregiver, sometimes called an informal caregiver, is an unpaid individual, for example, a spouse, partner, family member, friend, or neighbor, involved in assisting others with activities of daily living and or medical tasks. Formal caregivers are paid care providers providing care in one's home or in a care setting, such as daycare, residential facility, long-term care facility. For the record, I'm an informal caregiver to my elderly father and mother, my father who's also a stroke survivor. To make things even more spicier, I pulled the statistics from that same article that's applicable to my particular situation. And for, for the article, I highlighted the specifics that was applicable to me in bold. So the first stat, about 34.2 million Americans have provided unpaid care to an adult age 50 or over in the last 12 months. The majority, number two, bullet number two, the majority of caregivers, 82%, care for one other adult while 15% care for two adults and 3% care for three or more adults. The third bullet, approximately 39.8 million caregivers provide care to adults aged 18 or greater with a disability or illness or 16.6% of Americans. And the fourth bullet, upwards of 75% of all caregivers are female and may spend as much as 50% more time providing care than males. All of this was interesting, but it was the following stats that made me go, hmm... Hispanics, non-white, non-African-American, that's the definition of Hispanics, according to the stat. Hispanics caregivers have the highest reported prevalence of caregiving at 21%. And now caregivers' prevalence among other racial slash ethnic groups are as follows. So Hispanics, 21. African Americans, 20.3%. Asian American, 19.7%. And white, 16.9%. And that's according to the National Alliance for Caregiving and AARP as of 2015. Going further in my article, why me? Because, so choosing to be a caregiver to my elderly parents was an intensely personal life decision that was frankly a no-brainer for me. In all honesty, I didn't even think about it. It was something I just started to do right after my dad's stroke in 2016. I've read plenty of articles, heard plenty of stories from fellow Asians on the burden of filial piety. Why I empathize? Here's my own reasons for wanting to do it. Two bullets. Bullet number one. Pop and mom happen to be my best friends in this whole world. If we couldn't stand each other, then this article would have a different bent. Bullet number two. They're my parents and I love them. And as simple as that. That's half the battle right there. And maybe there's a deeper reason for me doing what I'm doing. Hands down, caregiving's hard work, physically, emotionally. But I'm blessed that both mom and pop are still relatively independent, still cognitively aware, and still physically able to do lots of things for themselves, such as the everyday stuff that we all take for granted, like going to the toilet, walking, standing, driving, shopping, 
and cooking. However, I can say with absolute confidence that I'm no longer easily grossed out by urine, by poop, or any other bodily material that can come out of any orifices. Is it a burden? Sure, it is, but it's also about perspective, because inevitably there come the day that when all of this will gradually change. This is the predestined fate for most of us. Pop and I are Zen Buddhists. He being my one and only Zen master. If I had to choose between what were the most influential factors that impacted me growing up, either being raised in a Chinese household or being Zen Buddhist, it's Zen Buddhism. Admittedly, it wasn't until later in my 30s before I became more spiritually attuned, more spiritually self-aware of how I lived and what I believed. Until that realization, I've always thought how I lived and believed were just plain Jane, just living out my life. It could also be a combination of the two sprinkled with a heavy belief in karma. Or it could just simply be compassion to want to help the two people who are the most precious things to me in this whole entire world, who are still here laughing and loving me. Why do I take care of them? Because at the end of the day, I have the privilege to do it until the day they finally leave me on my own and alone. And that's the end of the article. Growing up, Pop told me about the traditions. He tells me about Chinese traditions because he passes on stories from his generation, from what was handed down to him. But he gave me the description of what was the expectation that in the old days, when the girl marries into the husband's family, she becomes their their daughter, and his parents, the in-laws, become her parents. And when they get old, it's the expectation of her to. Take care of them. That was the old way. Growing up, Pop actually said very specifically, "If you don't want to do it, put us in a nursing home because you don't have that expectation. I don't expect you to go ahead and do that." He said that pretty regularly as I was growing up, and I didn't, I didn't think anything of it until I started thinking about it. Where that wasn't a choice anymore. I I don't I can't pinpoint when. It didn't become something that I needed to think about. I just did because they're my parents. Because it's my turn to take care of them in the winter of their lives. So when his stroke happened in 2016, that just set me on that path of becoming their caregiver. Now I don't think it had anything to do. I've never thought. Of it as is an Asian thing to do. I didn't think of that at all. I didn't even see myself as Chinese, as that's a Chinese tradition that I must follow. Never crossed my mind, because I believe that when we make a decision, you make it and you don't turn back. You put your heart and your emotions and your convictions. Behind that decision that you voluntarily made, and this is not just being a caregiver. This is a general philosophy that I've always had, and I have when making decisions about anything. It could be about career. It could be about personal stuff. It could be about other life decisions. But in my mind, when I make a decision, more times than not, nine times out of ten, I make a decision. I move forward. I don't look back. I either do it wholeheartedly or don't do it at all. So that's how I usually make up my mind about material things. Intuitively, I know this is the right thing to do, no matter what. Not the fact that they're just my parents, 
but because it's just the right thing to do. And here's a side note: when you do make a decision and you follow your heart and you feel comfortable. And you feel the conviction and the emotion and the firmness behind that answer, that decision. That's the right answer. And I say that from a very spiritual perspective. The person who gave me that same question of why I was doing it, and it's pretty remarkable that I'm doing because、um, nowadays people don't do it. Nowadays people don't think. Like that, they have their own families to worry about. They have their own issues to deal with, rather than taking on the burden of taking care of their parents who raised them, may or may not have raised them. But in this part, I'm pretty lucky because, like I said in the article, they're still relatively independent. For the most part, when I get home,、uh, the, the activity is I do specifically with Pop. Is when he takes a shower, I check in on him to make sure that he's upright and he's doing okay. Because sometimes he he tells me that he has dizzy spells, and I physically need to be there to help him. And, and afterwards, I help him get dressed. Lots of TMI, but also that's the life of a caregiver because you're caring for a person, and there's no ifs, qualms. Squishiness about it. You just care for them and help them. So that's what I do. Besides tucking him in, making sure his meds are are up to snuff, I drive them everywhere. I take them to the doctors. It's kind of like kids. You take them to therapy. You take them to school. You take them to、uh, doctors, dentists, that kind of thing. That's Why I'm blessed and lucky that I'm not. Somebody has said that I'm more of an assisted living kind of person, and that would be right. I don't have to physically help them to the toilet not often, and I say that because we had an episode where we had to rush a pop to the hospital because he has something going on with his、um, prostate, and I can tell you. I know how a Texas Texas catheter works, and I've helped it work. That's a little TMI, but that's keeping it real. But for the most part, aside from helping Pop with his bathing and his dressing, and he's still able to dress, he just dresses slowly. If I'm able to help him, why not? I know other caregivers have it a little bit tougher, where they need to physically assist them with daily living activities. Helping them bathe, helping them go to the toilet, helping them in every which way, and I really blessed. I don't have to do that with mom and dad. They're still very healthy in that aspect. So, what are my reasons? These are my reasons. This is definitely a decision, a life decision that no, never look back. Well, that's my story for today. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, just DM me on Instagram or go over to my blog sallyinthezen.com and and drop a note to me on the contact page. If you have any ideas for future episodes, feel free to let me know. If you're you're so inclined, subscribe and or rate this episode. I would appreciate if you did. If you didn't, that's okay too. No matter what, thank you so much for joining me on my pursuits. To find Zen moments in everyday living. Talk to you later.